0: What, you have a podcast? Computer, show the historical documents. Really? Donald Trump and his allies and supporters are a clear and present danger to American democracy. Fighting fascism is a full-time job! Amazing grace. It is not enough to cater to the nation's whims you must also serve the nation's needs. Mr. President, Mr. Speaker, members of the 96th Congress, fellow citizens, this last few months has not been an easy time for any of us. Our constitution declares that from time to time, the president shall give to Congress information about the state of our union. As we gather tonight, our nation is at war. Our economy is in recession and the civilized world faces unprecedented dangers. Yet the state of our union has never been stronger. I come to this house of the people to speak to you and all Americans. Certain that we stand at a defining hour. It is nice to have a fresh excuse for giving a long speech. (laughs) Today marks my first state of the union address to you. A constitutional duty as old as our republic itself. I am thrilled to report to you tonight that our economy is the best it has ever been. Our military is completely rebuilt with its power being unmatched anywhere in the world and it's not even close. Hello and welcome to another episode of Recovery From Politics podcast. I am your host Kyle Frame and today is Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. Tonight is the State of the Union for President Biden, and everyone's kind of freaking out about it. So, first, I'd like to open up and just say, the balloon thing is ridiculous. Uh, As a former Submariner, the idea of a very, very obvious and visual spy anything is kind of a non-starter for me. Like, I look at that, and I'm just like, China's dumb, right? Like, that's just it for me. So, okay, that that's my take on the, the stupid balloon thing. Other than, yeah, whatever. I, I honestly don't care at all. It, it's patently absurd. In regards to the State of the Union tonight, um, my theme lately has been very much that the Democrats suck at fighting fascism. And they're probably going to continue sucking tonight. So the only real drama for tonight is going to be coming from the other side of the aisle, from the Republicans. Um, I currently am predicting that Kevin McCarthy will probably tear up the speech afterwards. uh, Similarly, the way Nancy Pelosi did to Donald Trump in another petty move that really didn't I don't even know what the hell she was doing there. It makes no difference. It makes no sense. Uh, Yeah, it's it's dumb. Uh, So Kevin McCarthy is probably going to do something. If he doesn't do that, he's going to do something along the same lines. He's going to do something that has never been done before or at least has been far happened from a Democrat. So he can claim, oh, well, they started it because that's always his thing. I anticipate Marjorie Taylor Greene in her newfound powerful position is also going to, you know, she could surprise me. Uh, it so tonight's a big deal. So if she actually has morphed into a semi-functional adult, then she's not going to be in the news at all tomorrow, and she's going to sit there quietly and just just let the speech happen. Uh, the traditional bs of you know who applauds what and everything i hate the state of the union personally i always have um when i was a kid i thought it was annoying as hell that the president's trying to give a speech and every five seconds someone's interrupting him and it's usually applause uh you know because it's all the theater of it if you're in congress you have to be seen applauding for the right things and of course it's it's entirely uh theatrical as to which side applauds for what And if both of them applaud at any given time. And of course, Congress takes its cue from the speaker and the vice president who were sitting behind them. So if it is divided government and like we have tonight, the vice president will symbolize the Democratic Party. And whenever she stands and applauds, the entire Democratic Party will. And the speaker represents the Republican Party. So when he stands and applauds, that is also what is going to happen, assuming that happens at all now i personally think the republicans can't possibly pass on this right they have descended to levels of stupid this is the first chance they have being in power and uh under biden so i don't think that they're going to let it pass them by they could shock me i would be honestly surprised if all the republicans Just, you know, went through the motions like this was any other State of the Union in any other year. I really do think that would be shocking. Uh, That would surprise me. Um, I think instead we're going to get hecklers. Because remember, this is all about fundraising. Fundraising. And what we learned all those years ago when Obama was the first president to be heckled on television anyway, I, I, I don't know if it happened before. Obviously, we don't have records of every State of the Union on film. Um, but, you know, when he was heckled, that email was sent out immediately. That guy raised millions of dollars overnight because of the hatred towards Obama and his willingness to stand up and tell the president he's a liar. Now, I have nothing against heckling. I actually enjoy and think it is healthy for a democracy for, like, a more British system where the British Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, uh, all the way down, stands before their parliament and absolutely gets heckled for however long. Like, it, it's, it's hilarious to me. I think it knocks them down a peg. Like, the President of the United States is supposed to be a regular citizen of who just happens to have this job and when he's done with the job he returns to being a regular citizen i don't like the royalty status that we sometimes appoint to past presidents carter i think has handled himself the best as far as past presidents go uh he didn't just disappear uh he still to this day in his 90s carries around a hard hat and a hammer and builds homes for the homeless that to me is outstanding uh most presidents go on to their retirement circuit and they give a lot of speeches for cash they write books they do charity work uh if you're a particular orange god king down in florida you're sending out hate messages every other day um but i i i hate the royalty status that we appoint to them now some of it has been deemed necessary uh thanks to terrorism these bastards get lifetime protection for them and their family secret service for the rest of their lives um there was a brief period very brief uh where clinton signed into law that that protection ends after 10 years which i thought was reasonable hey it's been 10 years since they've been in office anybody who's got a grudge with them has probably learned to deal with it and honestly somebody who's going to hold a grudge for 10 years you know you were never going to stop them anyway Uh, But thanks to 9-11 and terrorism, uh, Bush and Congress felt it necessary to go ahead and re-extend it again out to a lifetime Secret Service appointment. I hate that. I absolutely do. I even hate the president gets a retirement package. I don't think they should get a retirement package for only eight years on the job at most, seriously. But if you're a president, you are going to get about, I think it's $400,000 a year for the rest of your life. Like, you just get that forever. You'll never be poor, right? I mean, you can go to prison, but other than that, you'll never be poor. You will always make a hard six figures uh, for the rest of your life if you do nothing, like, if you just retire after being president and don't hit the circuit, which is like a 20000 speaking gig, $20,000 per speaking engagement uh, gig, you can just live off your retirement package forever, no questions asked. And, and seriously, that is more than any other American is going to get. So I'm, a, I'm fervently against that, especially since most of these assholes are millionaires prior to becoming president. They don't need it. So I'm, I'm hardcore fuck them. And I honestly do think heckling would be good for them. I am all in favor of Congress heckling the fuck out of the president. However, under our current system, that's just not going to happen because the heckling is only going to come from one side of the aisle. It'd be one thing if Democrats and Republicans could unify in their, you know, joint hatred of just the presidency as an icon. Just like, you know what? Fuck this emperor shit. You know, you don't run us. You don't rule us. We're here to represent our people and our people are here to give you the double bird and we're going to do it, but that's not going to happen. Instead, what's going to happen is the Republicans like Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and a handful of others are probably going to stand up and jeer and ridicule the president live on television so that they can drive up their fundraising numbers and that should be key. They're not doing it because they're representative of their people, although given the base of the Republican Party, that's entirely possible. They're doing it specifically to drive fundraising. So everything tonight is about fundraising. Now, Democrats have the corporate money, so they are going to sit there. They're going to be polite. They're going to stand when, they, when they're supposed to. They're going to sit when they're supposed to. They're going to applaud when they're supposed to. At no point will they go on the offensive against their president because their corporate donors don't like that. Corporate donors want a polite, nice proceeding tonight. And so they're going to get that from the Democrats. And, of course, when the heckling begins, they're going to clutch their pearls like, Oh my goodness, can you believe the insensitivity, the rudeness on display? To which I'm all here for. I I would love that, honestly. But, again why are they doing this that is the important thing to know why would you go to congress stand up and jeer the president because in today's congress the sole purpose of doing this is to fundraise is to get your name out is to become more of a person you're not going there to give the president the finger because it's the right thing to do or because you're trying to make a political statement you're doing it because that's the way you can fundraise. That's how you can make money. So Marjorie Taylor Greene is probably going to do that. She could shock me. She could. She could. I doubt it. Um, but even if it's not her, it's going to be someone else. They can't pass up this opportunity of finally being in charge and doing it. Hell, they they couldn't like not do it last time. I think Biden's first State of the Union, there were photos of Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene standing together. Uh, during the speech and standing up and booing the president live right there. So And that's them out of power. So now that they're in power uh, at least in the House I find it hard to believe they're going to sit there and not do anything. Uh, I don't think the Senate side is going to do anything. Mitch McConnell's got a pretty good lock on his caucus with the exception of somebody like J.D. Vance. If anybody on the right in the Senate is going to do anything it's going to be one of the new lunatics that just came in and J.D. Vance is definitely falls in one of those categories, he might also do it. Um, so that's what's going to happen. And honestly, if I were the Republican Party, if I were the minority party, if, if the president was not of my party and I didn't like him, you know, uh, there was no way to work with him. If it was somebody like Trump, for example, and I was in the House, I would tell everyone the best thing we can do, the best thing we can do, is just sit there quietly and not say shit don't applaud don't stand don't do anything the entire proceeding from the time that old dude says you know madam speaker or mr speaker the president of the united states and he walks in and glad hands everybody on his way to the to the dais no we should just sit there quietly we should not give him the time of day we just sit there stare straight ahead thousand yard stare we're we don't care i think that would speak more volumes than anything we're not being impolite let this fucker give his speech let him say whatever the hell he wants but we're not going to feed into this yes everything's normal thing which is usually what the democrats do but since they're in charge tonight what should they do and i think the democrats they should do what they're gonna do my criticism is more going to be towards biden you know what should president biden do tonight and i think he should confront it head on yesterday there was a poll done by the washington post that says that most americans voters the stupid don't know anything he's fucking done now if you ask a historian to grade the first two years of the biden administration domestically They will tell you it is one of the most successful presidencies in the history of presidents. And that is not by, you know, which programs or anything. That's just by the sheer volume of shit that he got passed legislatively is insane. It is a lot. He has appointed a shit ton of judges in the first two years and he has passed a lot of legislation. Just the sheer volume of the legislation passed dwarfs every other president it is not close so from a historical perspective again we're not judging the merit of the bills that were passed we're just saying the sheer volume he has gotten more passed he has signed more shit than any other president in the history of presidenting like it is very good foreign policy when it comes to foreign policy strictly the president's purview afghanistan and ukraine are the two big you know things there first off uh if uh, if you're looking at it and you're being objective uh his policies towards china have been firm but fair again objective there uh afghanistan everyone agrees was a pain in the ass however i do put the caveat there like it wasn't his decision to end it people who just who say that it was biden should have not done that you have to understand biden's job was to come in and respect precedent it was trump who was the one who was like the last president did this fuck him and screwed everything up and that caused instability in the world and it also made the united states word trash why would anyone trust what we say if the next president's just going to chuck it out Right. So it was incumbent on Biden to follow through with Trump's promise with the Afghanistan government. So I don't blame him for the withdrawal. I blame him for how it was carried out. And there was a distinct lack of just caring. Okay, historically, Biden has been very much fuck brown people who don't live here. He's very much like Teddy Roosevelt in that view. Teddy Roosevelt was weird he was very forward-thinking when it came to minorities here in the United States. He was the first president to invite a black man to have dinner with him in the White House, and that caused a shitstorm at the time, right? That was a big fucking deal, and a lot of people hated him for doing that. His own party wanted to buck him on that, and he was very good at you know, domestic policy, yes, we need to help minorities, and yes, this is very thing. I mean, for his time, granted, he was not not by any means perfect, but for his time, he was very forward-thinking in the United States domestically. However, when it came to foreign brown people, he was very much fuck them and their lesser human beings. It was very strange. the, The dichotomy going on in Teddy Roosevelt's brain was, like, crazy. Like, if you were an enslaved, uh, formerly enslaved African here in the United States, he did care about you and he wanted you to succeed. However, that person's brother who was not enslaved, never came to the United States and lived over in Africa. Like literally he's like, yeah, fuck him. Go genocide a genocide. Like he was all about it. Uh, he really gave no fucks. If you were not American is very strange. And Biden historically has been pretty much the same way domestically. He's head and shoulders above definitely anything the right is pushing today. So, you know, the bar is low, I'll admit, and he could do more. Again, bar's very low. So, he's head and shoulders above Republicans. Um but when it comes to foreign policy, if you're a brown person, he could give a flying fuck and he has always been that way. Uh he has been in the Senate for a very long time. We have a history. Even when he was vice president, I don't think the advice he was giving Obama at the time was good when it came to brown people in other countries and whether or not we should give a fuck because he is historically not ever given a fuck. He's one of those people who after we went ahead with the whole Charlie Wilson's war thing in Afghanistan, he was one of those people who was very much fuck them. We blew up their country, we killed most of the adults. I don't want to spend another dollar on a school over there. Like, who gives a shit? Fuck them. Like, he's that type of person. He'll kill them, and he'll say it's in the name of democracy and that it's for the glory of the United States, but after that, he could give two flying fucks. So, he's very strange in that department. So, I think tonight he's he's got a definite problem. I don't know what he should do. The American people do not pay attention to anything that he's done. They pay attention to the big ticket items. So yes, Afghanistan. Yes, Ukraine. Ukraine, he's done very well. Uh, I think he could do more. That's me. But historians and experts on NATO and and military engagement on the other side of the world are all saying, actually, he gets an A++. Like, he's doing very well. Okay, whatever. And he has strengthened NATO and reinforced that coalition. And I'm all in favor of that. Alliances are good. They are good. We don't want everybody just thinking, well, I got to go do this shit on my own. So that's good. Uh, but he does have a problem. So tonight would be a good spot for him to launch into that. However, I don't know if he's good at that. Like, I, I really don't know what he should do. Honestly, I would not do the State of the Union because all it's going to do is feed Fox News's, like, it's going to create sound bites. They're going to take whatever he says, manipulate the fuck out of it, and then they're going to take whatever the right does, and they're going to amplify that. So if McCarthy tears up the speech, that's going to be a huge championing moment. He's giving the Republican Party free advertising. And I think the best thing he could do, since we acknowledge he's not good at this part, he's not a great public speaker, um, and the kind of shit said during the State of the Union is pretty boilerplate boring, I think what he should do, Is not do it there's nothing in the constitution that says that the the state of the union has to be done in person uh shoot it was uh thomas jefferson never gave an in-person state of the union he wrote a letter to congress that was the state of the union that's it so i think he should do the same open letter to congress here you go he should not give them the time of day and then to pump up his numbers as to what we were saying with the washington post poll He should begin his campaign. If he's going to want to be reelected, he needs to basically launch into his campaign immediately and start hitting the ground and whipping people and reminding them, use your bully pulpit as hard as you can. Hey, everyone, this is the shit I've done that has helped you. Uh, But if he's not going to run, he should just quit. Uh, He should announce that tonight, honestly. Uh, I am going to focus solely on the next two years and, you know, get ready for my successor. Uh, if he is going to run, don't do it tonight. That's not what the state of the union's for dude Announce tomorrow. Seriously. Uh, but honestly, I would say he shouldn't say shit. He shouldn't even go. That would be me. That would be my advice to him. Because again, the only thing we're going to be talking about tomorrow, I guarantee you, the only thing I'm going to be talking about tomorrow is going to be what the Republicans did. It is not going to be about anything the president says or does. Okay? And unless, the, unless somebody truly shocks me, I'm not going to be talking about anything about the Democratic Party tomorrow. So, tune in tomorrow and find out what it is. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the show. Thank you very much for listening. I would just like to remind everybody that this show is not monetized. I don't have commercials. I don't ask for any commercials. Uh, If Facebook's got one of those buttons that says you can reach 500 more people if you pay us $10 I always click no Uh, there's absolutely no money going into this this is free software I use audacity a few other things Um, and it's a one-man show it's just me so the way to support the show and make sure that it gets out there is strictly through you guys like subscribe share leave a comment write an email uh, like us on Twitter and all those things so Thank you very much for listening. Have a good day. To feed a person on an all-plant-based vegan diet for a year requires just one-sixth of an acre of land. To feed that same person on a vegetarian diet that includes eggs and dairy requires three times as much land. To feed an average U.S. citizen's high-consumption diet of meat, dairy, and eggs requires 18 times as much land. This is because you can produce 37,000 pounds of vegetables on one and a half acres, but only 375 pounds of meat on that same plot of land.